Hello and welcome to Beauty Guides Podcast. You can find us at Beauty Guides Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. We are two beauty industry professionals discussing makeup, skincare, sometimes even self-care. My name is Kelsey. I'm a licensed esthetician and educator. You can find me on Instagram at Kelsey's Aesthetics. I'm Lauren. I'm a licensed cosmetologist and a freelance hair and makeup artist. You can find me on Instagram at Charleston Glam. Today's topic is K-Beauty. Yay. Yay. So before we even get into what we watched this week, I wanted to say that I remembered why I got so into K-Beauty and it was a time that I was super broke. Um, It's hard to move to a new place and start over and it can be financially draining. And I did that to myself three (laughs) years ago. (laughs) So I remember I was in a tough spot, but I still wanted to be trying new products and techniques for my career when I saw the prices of K-Beauty and I was like, no way this stuff can be that good. And it's everything. Um, Everything I've tried so far was so fun and I liked it. Um, So we love you, K-Beauty, and we want to celebrate you today. And it's so accessible to everyone. I Uh, agree. I love that. Yes. Yeah, me too. Okay, so what are you watching this week? So I finished WandaVision, and I immediately went on Etsy to find a Scarlet Witch crown because I loved it. I loved her look at the end with, like, the leather jacket and everything. Did you end up finding anything? Oh, my God. There's so many. There's so many, um, like, handmade ones on Etsy of, like, her true crown. And I was like, I don't don't need to be buying a Scarlet Witch crown crown in the middle of March, but I I think that's exactly what you need to be buying (laughs) in the middle of March at a pandemic is a Scarlet Witch crown. (laughs) I immediately texted you too when I finished it. I knew you were probably at a wedding or something, but I was like, oh my God, serving the looks. She did it. I didn't even get it. Oh, that would have really made me happy. Yeah, (laughs) I loved it. Um, Anything else? Yeah. So last weekend to celebrate our anniversary, we rented the theater and saw Scream in theaters and it was so much fun. I actually had forgotten a lot of the movie. So it was kind of fun, like having these things being like, oh, yeah, I remember this part. But the uh, 90s style was so good. The guys were in baggy clothes with greasy hair and the girls had dark brown lips. Everyone was in so much denim. It was just so much fun. Um, And it's also fun because Matthew Lillard is in it. And I've been watching Good Girls. I'm almost done with season three now. So to see him as like hot guy and scream and total dad bod now in Good Girls, it's really funny. Oh my God, yes. Jinko jeans and dark brown lipstick bring it back. And I've always had the biggest crush on Matthew Lillard. I thought he was so hot in the 90s. Um, Trevor wanted to watch 13 Ghosts this Halloween, and I was like, yeah, you do. But I didn't know he was on Good Girls. Yeah, he is. Um, he's like the main girl's husband. So he's like, he's a dad and he's a car salesman and stuff like that. So it's really, it was funny to like see the difference in him. They had him in this one outfit in Scream where he was in like Jenko's, a wife beater, and and like a Hawaiian shirt buttoned down with yes. the spiked hair. And then he had a yes. Walkman disc player in his back pocket. <laughs> the memories. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. You remember when your Walkman like wouldn't actually like stick together and like to like run your CDs and you would have, yes. to, have to like smush, smush both sides. Yeah. The only thing that was missing from his look is he needed the um, like metal ball necklace. And then it would yes, have been. I was going to say that. And on. some type of chain in for his wallet. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, that was super fun. Um, So what have you been watching? Okay, so I'm simultaneously watching two shows, one that is making me lose my mind and one that's helping me (laughs) come down in between. So the first one I'm watching is Marriage or Mortgage on Netflix. Have you watched this? So I've seen it advertised, but I haven't watched it yet. Tell me about it. Yeah, so it's based in Nashville. It's a real estate agent and a wedding planner, and they compete with a couple's budget. Um, So basically, they're like, I have $30,000 to spend. Do you want it on the wedding or the house? So the real estate agent shows them like houses in their budget. And then the wedding planner like takes them on this like magical day and just like is like, this is what your wedding could be like. And it's so much fun. And then they have to make real decisions Mm -hmm. at the end. Um, But spoiler alert, everyone that picked marriage got screwed because of COVID. I, I know, like every episode is like they have to put the little text and they're like, due to COVID, they chose to have like a small wedding. And it's like, oh, that sucks so bad. But the real estate agent agent's makeup and the, her whole look is so on point. She has this super short red bob and she wears it like slick back. And um, the work she has done on her face is on, is on point. So definitely watch for those reasons as well. I feel <laughs> um, like the other show that, oh, sorry, what? I feel like I did that in real life. We bought a house instead of having a wedding. 
And then also there was COVID. So I feel like that show is my life. I did that. That was your journey. It actually was. Yeah, I can't believe you did all of that during this whole pandemic. Good for you guys. That's awesome. You guys, you guys are going to make it strong and forever. I believe in you. We can be, if we can quarantine during our honeymoon together, we can make it through anything. Absolutely. Um, The other show that I'm watching is called Tell Me All Your Secrets. It's on Amazon Prime. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's about 10 episodes starring Lily Rabe. It's a psychological thriller revolving around three characters with troubling pasts and all of their stories intersect. Um, Lily Rabe is a woman who loved a dangerous killer and is now out of jail on the witness protection program. And she just can't seem to stay out of trouble ever. And the other character is the grieving mother whose daughter was killed by Lily's boyfriend. She is just ruthless and sadistic and will stop at nothing to find this girl, basically Lily. Mm -hmm. Um, Just a cold bitch in general. And then there is a formal serial predator who gets involved in all of this. And I don't want give it all away but I think that explains the thrill ride that I've been on so I finished it actually and I found that there's going to be a season two so I'm super pumped I don't know who Lily who is Lily Rabe I don't know she is in a lot of the American horror stories have you seen any of those yeah yeah I have okay she was the nun the blonde nun with the bangs yeah okay in in the coven one she was the white witch which I think was my favorite character Mm -hmm. I've ever seen her she was the one that like loved Fleetwood Mac and yeah Mm-hmm. Kind of dance around. Yeah, yeah that's- I know exactly who she is now, and I really like her too. Okay. Yeah, she's an excellent actress. She really makes this show. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Kelsey, are you using anything new in your beauty routine? Um, I'm not using anything new in my routine, but tell me what you're using in your routine. Yeah. So I got a trio of the Cos RX Propolis toner, the serum, and the lotion, mm. and I love it. So the um. The serum is the one that Kelsey's always talking about on here. And I can see why you reach for that serum all the time. So in Hair World, we use something called a filler. And the idea is that our hair has holes in it due to color or heat damage. And if you are performing a chemical service, you fill the hair to fill in those holes and get a nice balanced pH and a clean state to work with. So I know that it's kind of a big stretch to compare these concepts, but that's what that serum reminds Mm. me of. It's kind of doing that to the face. Like my skin feels so balanced, so smooth, Mm. and so ready for the next step. And you can even layer other products on top of it, which is really, really nice. And then I loved the toner. Um, so I went ahead and bought a full-size bottle of the serum. And I'm probably going to do the same for the toner as well. Mm, yeah, I use that one on, like, my off nights. Like, the nights I'm not using any actives or anything like that. It's sort mm-hmm. of like my repairing restorative step, just like you said. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm glad you're getting, like, the same vibes that I had from it. Um, and it's not just yeah. me. So nice, though, right? Yeah, buy it if you're listening. It will change your life. It's really, really nice. Yeah, so it's the Cosrx. Um, I think it's called Propolis Light Ampule, um, and it, it's just the serum. Yes, um, but I like the toner as well if you want to buy that. Yeah. <laughs> so for me this week, this was like my week of empties. I finished up so much stuff, um, one of them actually being that Cosrx um, Light Ampule. I just finished it, and I knew I was going to. So I finished that in about three months, I would say, um, which is really fast for me. Normally it takes me, um, cause I'm kind of bouncing around between maybe six serums at a time. Yeah. <laughs> it's research. It's research for work. It's what makes me a good esthetician. But I think, um, the fact that I only went and I was only using that one and I was using it, you know, multiple times a week. Um, and I just, I know I'm going to repurchase it. I loved it. Um, my other empty was my Dermalogica pre-cleanse. Um, this either comes as a balm or a liquid, um, but I prefer the liquid form. It's a oil, um, and I love giving myself a face massage with it while I'm double cleansing. Uh, as soon as I feel it running low, I go ahead and order another one. Uh, I probably have gone through about five at this point, I think. Um, the other thing I love is it doesn't irritate my eyes at all. I have really sensitive eyes, and most makeup removers really irritate my eyes, even ones that say they're for sensitive eyes. And this one doesn't at all. Sometimes I wonder if it's um, the actual cleanser or maybe the mascara like running into the mm, eye. Yeah. I've never thought it's of that. Both. I don't know. It was just a random light bulb that just popped in my head listening to you mm. talk about that. But yeah. Yeah. But I also um, pre-cleanse is one of those products. I mean, has it not been around forever? Like mm-hmm. they don't need to change anything. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Such a staple. It's such a lightweight oil. Um, and it really, when you mix it with water, it just rinses right off. Rinses really clean. There's no residue on the skin. It's amazing. 
Yeah, that is good stuff. What else? Um, And then to get in the mood for this episode, it's not a new purchase, but I busted out one of my um, K-Beauty products. It's by a brand called Milky Dress, and it's called the Oasis Peeling Gel. And this is really similar to the sex appeal that you talk about by Sonia Rosselli, um, Mm -hmm. where it's like a gel you rub over your skin, and it kind of balls up all your dead skin. Um, And I posted a video of this because it was so much fun to do. (laughs) It was cool. What was Claire talking about when she was asking if she should use it on Ian? Does oh, he get really shy? He, um, he is he has asked for skincare. He is now in his forties and has decided that he would like skincare, and he's looking I'm for, for uh, it. No, yes. I think it's probably because he's a father of toddler twins. He probably realizes that he looks old and tired. <laughs> Well, I definitely think before the year is over, we definitely have to do an episode on just some basic skincare mm-hmm. for your man. Yeah, because absolutely. my dad has suggested it, which is funny. He listens to this podcast, which is totally not his thing. He's all <laughs> sports, all dude. So thanks, Dad. Hi, um, hi Happy. But, thanks for listening. Yeah, hi, Happy. <laughs> he says it all the time. He's like, you guys should totally do something um, geared toward the guys, and I think so too because it's really air. It it ends up becoming air problem on having to teach them and tell them, but they need it because Paul. Rudd, you know, because of still... Paul Rudd, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so Ian was specifically looking for something to exfoliate his skin. He's dealing with a lot of dead skin. Um, I suspect he actually has kind of a an imbalanced moisture barrier in that he's not moisturized enough, so that's why he has so much dead skin. Um, but the sex, the sex appeal, and the peeling gel are really nice ways to exfoliate the skin because it uses enzymes, and so it's not going to be aggressive or stripping or anything like that. So true. Both of these products are amazing and you should definitely be using them in your skincare. Mm -hmm. Um, My friend Christine is getting married this year. So she actually just bought a bottle of sex appeal for her and her new fiance to use because they're trying to get more serious about their Mm -hmm. fitness and their skincare on their journey towards towards the aisle. So cute. I actually got inspired by you because I used it on my my decollete and my arms and my hands because I know you use sex appeal on the body as well. And I had never thought to do that before. Yeah, that's mainly what I use it for. Like, it is so great for the face, but I just keep one in my shower and just spray it on me. And we really have a lot of dead skin we have to get rid of that we don't realize on a daily basis. It's such a game changer for my feet, too, especially while um, salons are closed. I'm not a big pedicure person anyway, but I do like to get that roughage off mm-hmm. the heel. I didn't even, oh, I'm totally going to do it on my feet. I didn't even think about that. My feet need it. They deserve it. Oh, girl, it's so good. And then if you have one of those um those graders uh-huh. <laughs> and then you follow it up with that. It's it's like a little at home pedicure. Oh, it's man. really nice. I'll have brand new feet. Yes. Um. So yeah. For- you posted that. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh yeah. No. I was gonna. Um. What about you? Do you have anything fun that you've been trying out? Yeah. So in excitement for this episode, I did purchase some Eliza Vecca eye patches. Um, I think the formula is good. It's mainly hyaluronic acid. You Mm -hmm. get 60 eye patches and it was under $10. The only thing is they do slide around on the face a lot, but Mm -hmm. I think that's with a lot of eye patches. Do you agree? I have yet to use an eye patch that stays in place. Um, Exactly. The only time I found eye patches to stay in place is when I was doing lash lifts um, on a client and that's because they were laying down, not moving. So exactly. Yeah. Eye patches aren't really ones that you can wear and like walk around the house and do things with. Even though they're always marketed that way, aren't they? They're always. like, oh, just throw them on and do your thing. But yeah, they're always sliding down. I will say that um, after about 10 minutes, the formula on the pad kind of dried a little bit. So it did sit more on my skin. But if you're going to use them, and I think they were really nice to use, um, definitely just kind of like lay down and put on a mask and chill out, listen to music or something. But yeah, don't be walking around. <laughs> you know, this <laughs> is proof that I have sensitive eyes because I can never use eye patches, no matter the brand. I can't use them. You really do have the most I sensitive do. eyes. I have very delicate sensitive eyes and the skin around my eyes is so sensitive too so even these eye patches when they'll just be hyaluronic acid it still really irritates my eyes so yeah okay random brainstorming question I was thinking do they ever sell like the actual like eye patches the silicone part in like can you just buy like an eye patch because I was thinking like if you kind of like packed the skincare under your eyes and then could like sit a patch on there just to hold it on there do you think that would be a I I don't know because I'm now I'm thinking I want to put my I have this um CBD serum booster by a brand called well CBD and it is an amazing I actually will use that around my eyes sometimes instead of an eye cream and now I want to make that into a mask and put it on my eyes hmm we'll need to look into some shit yes 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 if not we'll invent it 
You heard it yeah. here first. We're patenting it. Yeah. Don't steal it. Yeah, right here. <laughs> <laughs> no take back. All right. So anything in pop culture news? Um, so I don't watch the Grammys because I don't I don't really care. But um, I really enjoyed Taylor Swift's g- Grammy flower dress and she had a matching mask. So cute. Mm-hmm. It was everything. I've had that dress screenshotted in my phone for a few months now, and I just died when I saw her in it. She's so gorgeous. This is an Oscar de la Renta dress, mm. and it retails for $8,990. Oh <laughs> so you can find me this summer hot glowing flowers to a bodycon because I can't afford that. <laughs> I will say, Lauren, you have always been that type of person where you're like, you see something like on the runway or you see something in pop culture, and you're like, cool, I'm going to make it myself. And then you bust out your crafting <laughs> supplies and you do it yourself. Yeah, that's definitely a fun thing in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I like to do. Um, something really major happened in the beauty industry this mm-hmm. week, and I'm curious to see if it's actually going to be completely overlooked. Um, Hourglass Beauty and its parent company, Unilever, have developed a vegan alternative to Carmine. Mm-hmm. So Carmine is the beauty industry standard for your red pigment. Mm-hmm. It's produced from crushed female insects. And I took this fact from Kevin James Bennett's Instagram account, reportedly over 70,000 insects are killed to produce one pound of the dye and as many as 1,000 are used for a single red lipstick. Oh I know. And they have been re- researching for three years and finally created a patent pending pigment for a rich, warm, vibrant oh. red. Um, Hourglass has been on a journey to become fully vegan. So this aligns with their goals. However, whether they will share this patent or let other companies create these products as well is very up in the air. Personally, I want to go back to the fear mongering in the be- natural beauty industry and use this as a great example of unethical things that go down mm-hmm. in the beauty industry. Parabens are not coming for you. <laughs> Silicones are not coming for you. Your deodorant is not killing you. These are the standards you should be looking at in the beauty industry. And are they hurting animals or Mm -hmm. nature to create these products? Mm -hmm. You know, and especially I wonder, um, because when I think of insects, and I think of vibrantly colored insects, I automatically think of the rainforest. And so I'm sure they're doing some sort of like, um, farming for these types of insects. But it's like, what lengths will we go to just for pigment? What are we willing to deplete just for a red color? So that's awesome. I hadn't even heard of this. So yeah, yeah, it's so true, especially because like there has this is the beauty industry standard for red coloring. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing else that they're using Mm -hmm. to get red coloring. Yeah, other than this. And um, something I do hear from a lot of people, you know, whatever I have a client that sits in my chair, I just ask them if there's anything I need to know um, before going forward with makeup. And a lot of people have allergies to any type of um, pigment of red, basically, Mm -hmm. even an eyeshadow or anything when you go like more towards like the mauve and the burgundy Uh type colors, um, because people are actually allergic to this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. as well. I mean, it makes sense if it's coming from a beetle that you would have an allergy to it because generally things in nature don't want you to eat them or hurt them. So they have some sort of protection to them. I found out about Carmine because Starbucks was like, hey, we're not going to use red pigment anymore because it's from beetles. And everyone was like, what? And yeah, I, I remember that. So that was maybe I mean, it had to be like five or six years ago. And no one bats an eye when it comes to cosmetics because you have to have your ruby red. Right. Yeah. Ruby woo lipstick. Yeah. Ruby woo. Right. Yeah. So that's awesome. And I'm, I'm sad that this isn't getting more celebrated. Yeah. Yeah. And who knows? I mean, I wonder if Hourglass will even share this information with anybody Mm -hmm. else. Like you maybe only can go to Hourglass to get this kind of product. I wonder, so so is it going to be just under Hourglass or if it's going to be under all Unilever as well? Because I know Unilever is a big brand. It is a big brand. I think they're only going to stick with Hourglass, especially because it probably took a little more money to get this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's more of their luxury brand. I think Unilever also owns like Dove and stuff like yeah. that. And I don't think that's in the same market as people that want to spend that much for a product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I also wanted to speak on a makeup trend that I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of videos are popping up about a blush trend to place the blush higher on the face where you would put your highlighter. This is fun for when you have a youthful face, but once you start seeing those fine lines, placing a color on these lines is actually going to accentuate them. So um, really, once you start aging, focusing any makeup on the outer corners of the face is the first way to use use makeup that's aging you rather than the opposite of what we're trying to 
use makeup for. Okay. So when I saw this, I was like, hold on a second, because I've been doing this for like 10 months because I have to wear a mask, but I still want to wear blush. So I got like an iridescent pink gold highlighter. That's way too dark as a highlighter for me, but it gives me that kind of pink, glowy, blushy vibes. And I wear it where you wear highlighter so you can see it even though I'm wearing a mask. So I am doing this with my blush. That's totally okay. Like you can do this. Like light colors are different. Um, and the color you are talking about is glowy and iridescent. Um, I'm seeing people wear really dark, like brighter dark pinks or super warm blushes. Um, and also you don't have a lot of fine lines in this area. So I'm trying to look out for some of my queens or hitting their thirties and noticing shifting and lines in different places in the TikTok trend. They are getting a little too close to that orbital bone. Um, if you just bring it down a hair, you're good. So higher blush, blush, higher blush placement does change the face. Just make sure that if you have like some trouble spots, that area that we don't want to accentuate that. Right. You don't want to highlight your fine lines. Yes. Yes, exactly. And then lastly, um, Olive Paradise, the tanning drops we were talking Mm -hmm. about last week, they have a program where you can reorder their products in bigger refillable water pouches and refill your glass. So I want to um, research and speak more about this in the future. A lot of makeup companies are going the customizing and reduction of packaging route for cosmetics, and I'm super excited. So if you are serious about your skincare, odds are you accumulate lots of glass vials and plastic bottles over the years. So we have to start reducing this, and I'm so glad that companies are taking this serious because it all starts with them. And our next episode is actually on Sunless Tanner. So we will go over this again if you're curious. Yeah, definitely. And I, I'm just like, I was looking around at all like the plastic in my bathroom and I'm like, why is everything not refillable? Like even my pre-cleanse, I had to order a whole new bottle with a new pump. And I'm, and I know Dermalogica has come out with some refillable things for their products, but I'm like, everything should be refillable at this point. Exactly. And companies are starting to go this route. So that's why I definitely want to do an episode in the future. You know, when we have a few more people on board, um, people are doing more the refillable route. I think there's now a company that's partnering with major brands to make a refillable version mm-hmm. of their product. And um, also, hmm, I couldn't remember the last thing I was going to say about, oh yeah, <laughs> there's a there's a makeup brand called Mob Beauty. And I think they're also going the route of like customizing your makeup palette. So maybe not buying a palette with 15 colors that you didn't ask for, but you're like, hey, I like these four. They put it in there for you and then sell it to you instead, which I, I think would be so much better. You know, for and, the world. and I just thought about like makeup compacts, you used to buy refills for them, like for your powder and things like that. You would buy the compact with the powder. It was a little more expensive. And then you would buy the refills for them. And I wonder why we got away from that. Yeah, I wonder too, especially because um, that makeup artist I follow, Erin Parsons Makeup, she always has a really good vintage collection, but they're always like refillable little pieces. But mm-hmm. the packaging is always really, really fun. So I almost would like to pay more for a package that I keep for the rest of my life, but then just keep refilling the color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, but you know what? As human, we are sheep and we like to try new shiny things. And that's probably what it is. I want my packaging to be shiny. You know, yeah. I want like a rose gold palette and I just put what I like in there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I'm with you on that. Yeah. Some people won't get behind it, but I think there's a lot of us that are very conscious about our packaging and what we're buying and we need to continue to be doing the good work. Oh, that was really nice. Well, let's get into our topic today, which is K-beauty, which we're both really excited about. Yeah. So K-beauty is a term referring to Korean beauty, but it's kind of a broad term that can contain products from Japan, China, Hong Kong, and Taiwan. So why is K-beauty so good? Well, K-beauty has some of the best ingredients in their skincare. You can find things like snail slime, bee venom, honey, green tea, and even propolis. Um, K-Beauty works for me specifically because it's really focused on calming any inflammation. In aesthetics, we call inflammation the silent ager. So with K-Beauty, you won't see really intense exfoliating chemicals, but instead you'll see things that are a little more moisturizing, focusing on keeping the skin looking plump and smooth and hydrated. So when you reduce the inflammation in the skin, the skin will function properly and heal any damage from environmental aggressors. So if you think about where Korea is and um, a lot of Asian countries, they deal a lot with environmental pollution. So environmental aggressors are um, a big contributor to skin health for them. Um, Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about mm. that for our users? Because I feel like a lot of people don't realize 
um, what's around them and how it affects their skin. And I think when you see these kind of products, people think like they would go more for like a hydrating or an anti-aging product rather than a product that's like, I help with environmental stressors, Mm. you know, and why you should go that route. Sure. So environmental stressors is kind of a broad term and that's going to include things like the big one is the sun, um, but it's also going to include any pollution, smoke, smog, um, aerosols, um, really anything we come in contact with the air that's not just like air that we breathe. Um, These are going to become things known as free radicals, which then um, create damage in the cell structure of the skin. So rude. It's so rude. And it kind of does two things. Number one, when free radicals damage the skin, they in turn create another free radical on the skin. And it creates a domino effect of things just going around causing damage within the skin. Super, super rude. And then number two, this is where you get um, damage to the cell's DNA. And what we know about cells is that they replicate. So when a cell has a damaged DNA structure, it's going to replicate as damaged. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. That's super interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's, that's why things like sunscreen and really protecting yourself every day are so important because you need to protect your skin cells from that DNA um, mutation and damage. Because, um, again, it just creates that domino effect. Absolutely. So when you see these products now, don't stray away from them. They're really good. We need those. So my first memory of K-Beauty, I think, is the BB cream. Um, Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing this. It's really funny. I even remember um, it was Al Roker on the news, um, Good Morning America. And he was like, there's a new trend known as the BB cream. And they were like, it's from Asia. And I think that was like, I remember being in high school. And that was like the first time I saw anything coming out of Asia in terms of skincare or makeup. So in researching this episode, I found a really awesome article from CNN titled Beyond Beauty, Korean Makeup Provides Cosmeceuticals, and it was written by Marion Liu. And there were two really good points in this article about K-beauty that I wanted to reference. The first one is Korea's Food and Drug Administration allows their products to be laid out labeled as functional cosmetics, which pushed Korean companies to do extensive research on the ingredients to um, prove that they provide wrinkle reduction, pigment fading, and elasticity boosting benefits. So this is way different than in America. Our cosmetics are actually not under the Food and Drug Administration, and so they can't be advertised as a drug that they will change anything on the skin. So our cosmetics, um, which includes skincare, they can only say things like they will lessen the appearance of fine lines. So when you see advertisements for skincare, just take note um, that they say like minimizes the appearance or reduces the appearance. They don't say anything about changing the skin. And that's because they cannot be considered a drug in America. So Korea is giving us power-packed products with ingredients that are scientifically studied to change the skin and improve it. Um, That's Chef's kiss. That's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) So the second point I think is great about K-Beauty is it refers to it as skin-tertainment. Um, and I think that perfectly summarizes K-Beauty. You get amazing and innovative products, but they're also freaking adorable. I have yeah. a mask jar that is a golden pig, and I have a hand cream that's in a peach. And it's adorable, and it's functional, and I love it. <laughs> yes. So when purchasing K-Beauty, there's a few things that I wanted to point out. Um, K-Beauty, they use the terminology as whitening, um, but that's actually what we in America would consider brightening. So what it doesn't mean, it's not bleaching the skin or lightening the skin. What it's meaning is that it is um, brightening the skin, it improves tone, and it adds radiance. The ingredients used in these products that are labeled whitening are usually like a vitamin C, a lemon extract, rice extract, licorice root extract. So any of your um, like brightening ingredients that we use here in America. Nice. Can you speak on the bleaching agents that can be used in Korean skincare? Yeah, absolutely. So um, K-Beauty doesn't actually include bleaching ingredients. Um, Korean skin tends to be really fair to begin with. So there isn't really that big demand for the whitewashing bleaching in skincare. Um, you'll see this more in countries with like a history of colonizing um, like India or a lot of African countries and sort of more in 
Asian countries where they tend to be a little bit more tan, I'm thinking like Philippines. That's where you'll see things that say bleaching. But in K-Beauty, you won't really have, you don't have to worry about these bleaching ingredients being in something when you don't want it to be. The primary ingredient they use in bleaching is um, known as hydroquinone. Um, which we do use here in America. It's a really going to say my dermatologist has given that to me. Yeah, I really caution people against it. It's super strong, um, and it can sometimes kill the pigment cells. So why it does lighten dark spots, you'll actually get the reverse and get a white spot. So that's why I threw the bottle away as soon as I researched it. Yeah, because, you know, we've talked about this dermatologist mm-hmm. on here before. And just the difference between, you know, skincare um, between the two. None. Right. We don't have to hate on each one, but they're different. And I remember, um, you know, they were just giving me all these products to just dry everything up. And, you know, if I said, like, I didn't like the spots on there, that's why they gave me the hydroquinone. And after reading it, I was like, this isn't good. <laughs> this is not good. Yeah, hydroquinone is actually, it's illegal in a lot of countries. So it's interesting that we use it so much here in America just because you're not sure how you will react to it. And there's also Mm -hmm. kind of this point where when you reach, then you're going to do irreversible damage. And no one really knows where that point is with everybody. It's every person's different. Yeah. And that's a great point that you're speaking out to Um, a lot of people when they hear K-beauty or Korean beauty. I've heard people in the past be like, oh, well, I don't use that stuff. They put bleach in it and they don't. So Kelsey's just, you know, told us that. And that's good. Good to know. (laughs) I'm I'm here stamping out the fear mongering. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If anything, you're getting like super beneficial skincare within your makeup. So yeah, beautiful. It's so true. Um, The other thing you need to look out for um, anytime buying Asian beauty products is counterfeit products. Um, Please be careful when buying off Amazon or even Yes Style. Yes Style is a website that um, Lauren and I both use um, where we get a lot of our K-beauty. You want to make sure that the website says it's an authorized retailer for the brand and not that it sources products from authorized distributors or wholesalers. Yeah. And the easiest way to do this on Amazon is if you like type in your product that you want, you pick the one that you want, look in the upper left-hand corner. It's usually in very fine font, um, the color blue, but they'll tell you the seller on there, or it will allow you to click on the store shop. And that's where you want to go. You're going to be taken to this like Amazon style storefront page. It's going to be really organized and you'll be able to like click and pick out what you want there. We try to um, not shop on Amazon all the time. So yes, style is a really good resource if you're looking for Korean beauty and you don't want to support Jeff Bezos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And if you've never been on yes style before, I recommend checking it out because it's such a, it's such a fun website. There's just so, I mean, there's like not just skincare, but I mean, there's everything that's crazy. The gadgets you can get on there, the clothing. I've never bought any of it. I just buy skincare and makeup on there, but it's still a fun website. Okay. I didn't check out the clothing part or anything. I'm going to have to go back. I was like just focused on the skincare because that was so much fun. I don't buy clothing from Asian brands because they're sized very small. Oh no, but I just want to see what they're wearing. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you can get inspired and then craft it yourself at home. Yeah, exactly. In my own size. Cause yeah, I'm not fitting in those sizes either. <laughs> so the last thing I want to talk about is the products that are associated with K-Beauty. Um, the big one to, that comes to mind is cushion everything. They put everything in a cushion, foundation, blush, concealer, bronzer, um, everything. I posted um, a video on our Instagram of me using a cushion foundation product. Um, and K-Beauty was really the first one to really Um, blow up this cushion idea. Um, And it really gives you a nice dewy look with everything that you use. Um, The next one is they use the term ampules, um, which is just another term for a serum. The peeling gels that we were talking about, which is um, an exfoliant using enzymes. Um, K-Beauty is really big into essences, which are just extremely hydrating toners. Um, And then they also have the best sunscreens. They really do. I love it. Um, This is where Kelsey was talking about in our sunscreen episode. Um, There's that range that's like PA+, that's what you're going to find in Korea and skincare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So go back and listen to our sunscreen episode if you're confused. Absolutely. About that. <laughs> and I do want to speak on the cushion part. It's adorable. It's fun, but please don't let that sit in your makeup bag for a year and then still try to be using it. You should definitely cycle through those a little more quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Cause it is, I mean, it is a cushion. It's a sponge. So exactly. So maybe about like three months is the max I'll give you on that. And then you got to throw it away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So yeah, um, I did a lot of shopping around on Yes Style for this episode. They had some awesome descriptions of K-beauty makeup. So I wanted to read some right from the site. So it said from, apart from feeling lightweight, Korean makeup also places great emphasis on looking youthful. This is achieved through a number of strategies, such as foregoing intensely arched brows for a straighter shape, applying teardrop glitter in the corner of eyes for a subtle shine, drawing puppy eyeliner that's curved slightly downwards, and applying fruit-colored blush, pink, peach, orange, or coral on the apples of the cheek for a refreshing flush, a look commonly referred to as fruit juice makeup. Korean lip tints are used to create gradient lips, also referred to as popsicle-stained lips or just-bitten lips. Gradient lips mean the color is concentrated in the center of the lips and gradually fades towards the edge. And I just thought that was so cute. It's all super (laughs) cute. Yeah, and that gradient lip is so different from a like a lot of the trends going on in American makeup because a lot of times we're putting the darker colors in the outer corner to create that plump pout and then a lighter color in the middle. But here they're just putting the lighter color in the center and then kind of like flushing it outwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a great explanation of what you will find in K-Beauty makeup. You're going to get great BB creams and SPF creams. Um, They have opaque jelly-like blushes in fruity colors and a lot of fruity colored lip tints. I wouldn't say in K-Beauty, I don't see like a lot of concealer or anything, Mm -hmm. do you? No, and it's more like really lightweight BB creams. And yeah, it's more about they have really good coverage. Mm-hmm. And then it's more like strategically placing like these flushes of pink on the cheeks and lips. Exactly. So if you're new to K-Beauty, I think it's important to note that makeup wise, you are shopping in a different culture with different skin tones. Mm-hmm. Um, these colors they are using are geared more towards the skin tones over there. So sometimes a fruity color palette or a barely there glow is not the look we are looking to achieve. It's also totally different than American makeup. Would you agree, Kelsey? Oh, 100% different. Yeah. I love the formulations and I would 10 out of 10 recommend their makeup to people. The colors will look good on. But if you can't find any K-beauty makeup you like, you can still participate with their endless face mask options. (laughs) Yeah. Another group I would suggest K-beauty makeup is to preteens and people that are um, starting to like makeup because it's super light. If you have a child or a family member who is starting to like makeup and you want to keep them looking young and sweet and youthful while starting to teach them about makeup and skincare, K-beauty is a great gateway into that. That's such a good idea. That's so cute. Yeah, it kind of remembers reminds me. Remember those like little Tinkerbell mm-hmm. makeup sets we used to have when they were we were little, but they're terrible. Yeah, it reminds me of that, but really, really good. Like what we wanted it to be. Yeah, well, especially like they were talking about the popsicle lip trend. They yes. come in an actual little popsicle. Like I would love that at thirteen. I would love that. Yeah, and they probably smell like it and taste like it too, mm-hmm. which is amazing. <laughs> Yeah. So here's some big K beauty brands that are out there. If you see these at your Sephora or Alta, stop and take a look. So there's Misha, Can Make, I Do Care, Casa Rx, Tony Moly, Etude House, Eliza Vecca, Dr. Jar, and Laneige. Um, Kelsey, let's just start going crazy and giving the deets on our <laughs> favorite K-Beauty products. Uh, most of these products we made an Insta post about. So if you forget, just give us a follow. And if you tried some of them and love them, slide into our DMs. I'll start with some makeup products that I love. Um, in my everyday routine, I use the Misha SPF BB cream. Kelsey recommended it to me about three years ago, and I've never been curious about another BB cream. <laughs> this is it for me. It has SPF, anti-aging, calming, and moisturizing properties. It's so light but has such good coverage, and it's under $10. Um, It is highly dewy and moisturizing, but it's packed with good ingredients. So sometimes I'll put on an essence and just spray my caudalie spray, apply this, and then set it with Fenty Powder Foundation in the areas that I get oily throughout the day. Um, I look at this as a life-saving product. We all get some type of hyperpigmentation as we age, whether it's from hormonal acne or the sun, and this just evens everything out so you look like you have perfect skin. Mm Mm-hmm. I also really like the Can Make blushes. Mm-hmm. They have a jelly texture but dry down to a matte powder. The colors are sheer and fruity but can be built on if you want a bolder look. Mm-hmm. Kelsey? Yeah, so the the Misha's BB cream. Um, I wanted to add that the Misha's BB cream I think has like an SPF 50 too. So um, for me, I'm always looking to add extra sunscreen into my routine wherever I can get it. So if that's in my makeup too, uh, that's wonderful. It's so, so great, yeah. Um, so if you 
few months ago, I got curious and I purchased it in the cushion form. Um, I was looking for the same concept as the BB cream with the coverage and the lightweight, um, but I wanted something I could use in the car or kind of an on-the-go type scenario, sort of hands-free. I didn't need any extra tools. Um, so it has the SPF 50 in it and the great ingredients is just in a cushion form. Um, I actually bought the cushion in a darker shade um, because I have been using self-tanner and I actually don't have any um, base products that match that. So for reference, I normally wear the shade 21 in the Misha's BB cream, but in the cushion, I have the shade 23. Um, okay. I noticed that when you were putting mm -hmm. it on, I was like, this looks a little darker, but in a mm -hmm. good way. Mm -hmm. And that's brilliant. I love that. Yeah. Do you normally wear the shade 21 um, in the I Misha's? Do, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So if you're like us, um, the shade 21, their shade numbers are strange because it goes from like 13 to 21 to 23 to 27 but there's um, a lot of swatches online um, and then there are also talks that the Misha's um, because it's gotten so big in the global market they're actually expanding their shade range which we love we love that that was really cool and I do have to say if you're shopping online and it's confusing you just kind of go the color range like for instance I don't usually pick the number 23 because it does have more of like an orangish tint to it. But like Kelsey's using this when she uses sunless tanner, it really, it, when you put it on your face, a lot of times it's kind of like a gray, like cast, but it, it changes to your skin tone mm -hmm. as you're using it. So it just, just kind of like trust them, try it out. And it's so inexpensive that if you buy it and you try it and it doesn't work for you, I don't think you've wasted that much money. Yeah. You get a lot of product and it has a pump too. So what's, yeah. Yeah. What's so nice. Um, Lauren, you finally convinced me to pick up those can make blushes. Um, I got the really, really pale pink one and then sort of like the nude apricot one. Um, so Lauren posted a picture of the can make blushes, the ones that she has, um, swatched on her arm and then also just kind of the whole range. Um, again, super cute. I mean, they have like little bows on them. You, I mean, you can't, can't be so cute and they're so tiny. So you could mm -hmm. throw a few of them like in your bag and I, and the jelly like texture is just so fun. It's so creamy on your fingertips and it really like once I had it on my hand that swatch stayed all day yeah I I think I paid like six dollars for one yeah I think they I mean they were really affordable I think one of them was six dollars and one of them was like nine dollars so yeah can't not beat the pricing um and then Dr. Brandt uh BB cream which was the first BB cream I ever used I remember seeing it in Sephora I'm pretty sure my mom gave it to me because my mom likes to buy a lot of makeup and then not like it and then give it to me, which is kind of what got my interest in makeup. Um, so this was my first. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, growing <laughs> up, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but this was my first memory of any BB cream either. Um, and I still actually have one in my inventory. I prefer the Misha's though, because it's like a fourth of the cost. The Dr. Brandt BB cream, I think is like the $40 range. Yeah. And I actually um, went on that super goop haul recently mm -hmm. and I put their CC cream in my cart because it was my first ever um, cream like that, that I really loved that was like SPF in it. I felt like it mm -hmm. had good coverage. After I've been using the Misha, I tried the CC cream again by super goop, which is a really great Mm -hmm. CC cream and I just I couldn't it, it's like the Misha one is just so good yeah it's it's coverage it's lightweight it's dewy it's skincare it's SPF I don't know I just don't think you can and I, it's like 10 bucks I just feel like you can't beat it it is and also I read a long time ago so I might have some of my facts wrong but <laughs> BB cream was actually invented in Germany uh, yes and it, it was and it was used to help burn victims. Mm -hmm. So it had really good properties in there that helped with the burn and also gave some coverage. Mm -hmm. And then I've heard, so CC is for more color correcting. BB is more of your um, balm that's mm -hmm. going to give you more coverage. So I knew about that because I worked uh, years ago, I worked for a Clinique and they had a BB cream, but it was made for that, for people who had like a burn or some sort of discoloration or needed like the camouflage makeup. So people mm -hmm. would, who didn't know, would buy their BB cream thinking it was like what we think now as a BB cream, which is being more of a tinted moisturizer and not really, really ooh, realizing <laughs> <laughs> that you were getting um, really heavy coverage with that. So I remember learning that that started in Germany, but then K-Beauty picked up on it, kind of added more skincare into it, which then gave it more of that dewy property. Yes, which shows we should always be collaborating. <laughs> <Boys>. Better together. <laughs> yeah, so um, let's talk about some face masks mm -hmm. we like. 
I do care. It sounds weird when I say it, but it's spelled like I and then D-E-W care. So they sell such fun face masks and you can actually purchase them in mini trios so that you can try out more. I posted about the trio that I purchased that has a calming green tea mask, a berry glycolic brightening mask, and a cupcake mask that smells amazing and has sprinkles oh my in God, it. It's so cute. And they all work so good. Like um, I kind of had a day the other day where I um, put my sex appeal on. I put the glycolic berry one on. It smelled so good. I wanted to eat it. And then just kind of like moisturize with my, my cause RX, all of that stuff. And my skin was thanking me for it. It was great. Um, Tony Moly. Is it Tony Moly or Tony Mole? It's Tony Moly. There's a Y. Um, I thought it was just an E at the end of it. No, it's a Y. Okay. Well, <laughs> they have amazing face masks and, um, they're in 30 milliliter tubes of face masks, mm-hmm. which are great for travel. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's almost like I, a big lip balm kind of idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So I posted about using the green tea morning face mask. It has a water-like texture and it's very calming on the skin. Usually I find these in Sephora. They have a little section that Sephora makes their own face masks. And then they have like little minis everywhere. And this is where you can find those. So just look for that section. Mm-hmm. Um, Eliza Vecca makes this really crazy carbonated bubble detox mask. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is mainly for fun and show. It does cleanse the skin, but it doesn't really pack that much power, but, um, kind of a good thing because it's not doing anything crazy to your skin and you know, you won't break out or have a wild irritation to it. Um, so if you have sensitive skin, this is a great mask for you, but it's a dark gray color and it literally starts bubbling up Mm -hmm. on your face and it almost feels like super light pop rocks Mm -hmm. on the skin. Yeah. Have you like that mask? Yeah. I'll, I'll talk a little bit about this. Um, I've never used one, but I know the technology. So it's almost like a, um, a hydrogen peroxide, um, base Mm. and it's oxygen, um, essentially when the mask becomes oxygenated, you get this like bubbling texture. Um, in aesthetics, we will use something similar to that before we do something like extractions. Uh, because with that bubbling, you get, um, it's called disincrustation, which is essentially just decrusting the skin. You're kind of getting off that top, um, anything that's like impacted in pores or anything like that. You're kind of just loosening up everything. Um, so oh. it, it is going to be, it's not going to be an aggressive exfoliant or anything like that. It's just sort of loosening up dead doll skin or anything impacted in the pores. Yeah, I love that. And the reason why I was trying to um, say that it really doesn't do much to the skin, I wasn't saying it doesn't mm-hmm. work because it totally does the way that Kelsey's working. But I think, um, especially in America, we went on this little trend with mm-hmm. detox mask where it was almost like this mask had to physically hurt you in, yeah. for, in order for you to feel like it worked. Yeah. I, I don't understand. Yeah. But yeah, it shouldn't be like that. That's why I'm trying to emphasize it's so mm-hmm. light on the skin because that's really how it felt like it was just bubbling and mm-hmm. tingling. And sometimes your skin needs that, especially in the hotter months when we're sweating and we have a BB cream on, you kind of just want to really get that stuff out of there. Oh, I love that idea. I'm totally, now I want to get one to use for the summer. It was super fun. I would love if you tried it because I'd love to hear your professional thoughts on it. Um, the last mask I was going to talk about was the I Do Care Disco Kitten. Mm-hmm. So fun. Yeah, you paint it on. It drives to a silver metallic texture and then you literally just peel it off. So I did a fun reel of showing that as well. But what a fun mask if you're just staying home and you're bored and you want to do something fun. It, it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So any skincare you want to talk about, Kelsey? Yeah. So a brand uh, for skincare that I love is Dr. Jart and specifically their Ceramiden cream. Um, It's a great moisturizer with ceramides in it to help repair the skin, but it's not heavy or greasy at all. It almost is like a thick consistency that when you start to rub it in, it just sort of melts into the skin and becomes one with the skin. So if you're struggling with really dry, damaged skin, but you don't like a heavy moisturizer, I would totally recommend that one. Um, that sounds lovely. And then I, so I keep seeing the ceramide in and mm-hmm. I keep seeing, um, Sika mm-hmm. as what's that? Sure. So the Sika, um, it has this type of plant, um, that's known to be a, um, calming, soothing plant. It's sometimes known as tiger grass. Mm. Um, and the Sika is meant for more irritated, red inflamed skin. It also tends to have sort of a green, like really pale green tint to it that they're claiming can give you some, you know, color correcting. Color correction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have used the Sika cream before, um, and it was fine. I just like the Ceramide and cream better. Okay, cool. Good to know. 
Um, I have a mask by Tony Moly, which is the Golden Pig mask. Um, it is in a. I post a picture of it. It's in an actual golden pig. Um, it's so cute. Uh, they, <laughs> they made it last year to celebrate the year of the of the pig, the Lunar New Year. Um, and mm-hmm. in it is Squalane. Yes, those that can make blushes, squalane as well. Um, it also has honey, hydro- hydrolyzed collagen, which just means really small collagen. And um, it also has some gold in it. Um, gold doesn't actually do anything scientifically proven for the skin, but goddamn, I feel like 24 carats when I use this mask. Yes, queen. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, I also love the sunscreens. So many sunscreens. Um, I... I have um, a sunscreen guide posted on our Beauty Guides podcast uh, Instagram page and also a K-Beauty guide posted as well. Um, Just if you don't like sunscreens, try looking into Korean sunscreens. They have a lot more filters than we do in the United States. So you're getting these really nice lightweight formulations as well. Um, two honorary mentions that you all are totally sick of hearing, but you should just <laughs> buy it already is the Etude House Collagen Sleeping Mask, which we both love. Um, I couldn't find this on their website and they actually have rebranded it as the Moistful Collagen Cream. And Ugh, why would you name it Moistful? <laughs> so uh, ew, such gosh. a gross name, but it's still so good and I still love you. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is the Cosrx Propolis Light and amazing, hydrating, glowing, healthy. These are all of the words that will describe your skin when you use this. Um, I see it. I like it. I want it. I got it. I mean, that mm-hmm. sums it up. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that. Okay, so like what made you happy this week, Kelsey? Um, so I got approved by the Florida Board of Cosmetology to provide continuing education, um, yeah. which that's a lot of professional words. It basically means I can teach um, licensed professionals. So I want to be doing, I'm creating a class inspired by my book um, covering advanced cosmetic ingredients. Um, it's crazy to me because I had a goal, um, in 2019, my goal was to one day become an aesthetics educator and one day to write a book. And I accomplished both of those things in 2020. So when I did that, I was like, okay, well, what do I do now? So, um, it just hit me to turn my book into a class because some people need to be physically taught things. They can't read a book and absorb information, which is fine. We're all different learners. Um, and this way it will give people an opportunity to ask me questions as well. So I love having projects and goals. Um, I think it's when I feel like most self-satisfied. And I really think it's left over from just being in college for six years and always having assignments due and projects to work on and things like that. For Uh, sure. The other thing that made me happy was this K-Beauty episode. I had so much fun with this episode, researching and trying things and looking at products. This was so much fun. Dude, we had way too much fun. Like, I I don't think that the rest of the world is excited about K-Beauty, but I hope after all the content we pushed out in this episode that we'll have a few new friends that are like, okay, I tried K-Beauty because of you, and, like, now let's talk all the time about beauty stuff. And if you try anything because of us or you like any K-Beauty things, tag us, tell us, DM us, because this is what we love to talk about. So. Yeah, and then tell your friend, too. Be like, follow her, too. They know what they're talking about. We would really, really appreciate this. We want to do this for a long time. <laughs> um. So, Lauren. And what made you happy this week? Yeah, so I was super inspired by all the K-Beauty stuff. They really know how to party. So um, I had a bride this past weekend named Allison, and I met her at the only sober event I've ever attended. I went to um, a Holy City Sober Book Club, and I met her there. But she ended up... um, asking me to do her wedding. So she has spoiled me throughout her entire wedding process by constantly giving me succulent clippings and different plants. So I had the succulents that she gave me from the trial. And then when I went to do her wedding, she gave me like three more plants that were just beautiful. So I had to repot my first round of clippings from her. And, um, I went ahead and bought some pots from Michael's and I painted them like with little, um, sprinkles on it mm-hmm. <laughs> and some stars and I put some crystals in there that like lit up and I put some moss in there that was like mauve so it was just really fun to get creative and have a little project to do and it makes me really happy when I look at it and my succulents are repotted and they're growing so that's oh, good too they're happy 
We are happy, yes. Yeah, you posted um, about your little plant project and it was so cute. I could tell just like how happy it was making you by having... Oh my God, so happy. It's <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Um, we hope that you are now a K-Beauty convert and, um, you know, skincare can be a lot of fun. So, and we love that K-Beauty is bringing that. Absolutely. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Bye.